send some rain Cause the earth is dry and needs to drink again And the sun is high and we are sinking in the shade Would you send a cloud, thunder long and loud Let the sky grow black and send some mercy down Surely you can see that we are thirsty and afraid Or maybe not, not today Maybe you'll provide in other ways And if that's the case We'll give thanks to you with gratitude for lessons learned and how to thirst for you How to bless the very sun that warms our face If you never send us rain Daily bread, give us daily bread Bless our bodies, keep our children
Thank you, Taylor. She's always ready. Thank God. Well, I would like to offer a word of thanks for all of you who prayed for me. It's, I haven't been away for two weeks in a row, and it's been a tough, a tough flu this year. But thank God I'm here. I missed you all. I know you missed me, and I miss you all. And thank you for your prayers. A million thanks. I'm up and running. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So let's open our, the Word of God to a known portion in Mark chapter 1. Mark and chapter 1. Verse 40, we have six verses to read. Verse 42 through 45. And a leper came to him, beseeching him and falling on his knees before him and saying to him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And immediately the Lord was moved with compassion. He stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. And he sternly warned him and immediately sent him away, saying, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanding for a testimony to them. And he went out and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the news about to such an extent that Jesus could no longer publicly enter a city, but stayed out in unpopulated areas, and they were coming to him from everywhere. Thank God. May the Lord bless his word. Amen. This is a, a beautiful story. This is what happened, actually. This is not a parable. This is what happened, if you are a scholar in the Bible, to the scholars that we have here. Uh, and if you studied this, this is uh, happened according to the many theologians I read about. Uh, earlier, before he met Jesus, Jesus was delivering the big talk he gave, and that was it, the Sermon on the Mount. As someone suggested, Maybe he said this leper search was 
within an earshot of where Jesus has been preaching. And in the stillness of the multitude, he caught the words, Ask, it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. So he heard the words of Jesus preaching on the mount and giving his beatitudes. And so the sermon is over as we see Jesus coming down from the mountain. The leper saw him and forgetting the laws of the lepers at that time, he ran to him and put his claim before him. Now here we have the Lord Jesus on one side and a leper who is not in his place facing him and they are coming face to face together. A word about leprosy so we can be together uh, on the same page. Leprosy is never spoken in the Bible as a disease. Never. The Bible always speaks of cleansing of lepers, not healing of lepers. No one could heal leprosy. During that time, the lepers were given a place to be. And uh, they had, they had a, a, a leper's colony. They used to banish them into the colony because no one could heal them. No physician could heal them at all. And if someone touches them, he becomes unclean and he might catch leprosy himself. So they had little towns or cities, a colony they called it, and banished them to be with the lepers, waiting not to be healed, waiting to die. Nowadays, leprosy, thank God, has been almost banished. No, I read about it. They call it now Hansen's disease. And it starts inside. It starts from within and it shows on the outside. It starts eating and leprosy the way it is described uh, according to the um, uh, medical books. It starts eating you from the outside. You see it. It's your fingers, it's your nose, it's your face, until everything falls off. And they had no, they had no hope, no way of being, being healed. This man, I don't know how he got out of the colony. He loved so much to hear. And he heard about this rabbi called Jesus. And he wanted to see... What can he do? And he faced him immediately when he came down from the mountain. Let's see how he approached the Lord Jesus Christ. He realized, number one, that he was in the presence of a powerful person that he's never met like one before. If only he can listen to him, 
he thought, if only can, he can listen to me, I am willing. But if he can exercise his power, I can be cleansed. He came with a positive attitude. Amen. He came to Jesus expecting something. Look what he did. Uh, he was expectant. What did he say? If you are willing, you can make me clean. He was expecting something. He came reverent. The Bible says he knelt. You cannot come to Jesus on equal basis. You cannot come to Jesus with all the pride of man in the world. You have to come to Jesus humbly, reverently, and throw yourself at his feet. That's a good beginning. Don't you think he had a good beginning here? Yeah, he, as if he knew what... The, and then he knelt. And he besought. He besought like he begged. He begged Jesus. What an attitude. What an approach. What an approach. And we can say that he was definite. If you're with me, he was asked, what do you want me to do for you? What did he say? To be cleansed. If you are willing, you can clean me. I have no doubt in my mind. He was definite, for he asked what he needed. Cleansing. So many times, people come to Jesus Christ with all kinds of questions. With all kinds, tell me about, like, like who remembers Nicodemus who came at night? He says, oh, great master, oh, great teacher. We know you are the best teacher available. He said, let's cut that. Let's cut that completely. I don't need to hear about this. I know who I am. All you need is to ask for your salvation. Hey, Nicodemus, you need to be born again. Don't go around the bush. If you are God, he is God. We're not discussing that. He did not come to him questioning his authority. And so many people today, they come to Jesus and leave empty-handed because they come questioning his ability and authority. And this is the problem with the world today. They want to see what kind of God he is. They start the analysis. And especially the philosophers of our day, they start analyzing the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. They, start the one, they want to analyze his birth, virgin birth or not, whether he's equivalent to God or not. Stop that. Jesus Christ is telling each and everyone who wants to come and be cleansed, and be healed. He is telling them. You must be born again. Amen. There is no other way. To approach Jesus Christ. He said. I am. I am unclean. I need to be cleansed. It's the, simple right. My message is simple. And short. And I want to present to you. This morning. If you don't know Jesus Christ. As your savior. As the one who can cleanse you from sin. 
I am going to present him to you in such a simple way that he can solve your problem this afternoon. Then he came with another attitude, submissive. <laughs> so many people, they don't want to submit to the authority of the Lord Jesus. He came submissive. For he said, if you are willing, it's not in my power. I need mercy. If you are willing, if you will, please have mercy on me. He came confident too. For he said, you can make me clean. It's not a maybe. May perhaps. Well, you said ask and it shall be given. Didn't he hear him saying all these things? He said, if you mean what you said. He didn't say that. He believed him. And you know what? Unless we come in full faith to the Lord Jesus Christ, he will never hear your prayers. Don't try and pray. Don't try and ask. Unless you know him as Savior and you come to him with full faith that he can do the impossible to make you free. And first and most, most of all, he was brief. He did not give an eloquent preaching. Like Nicodemus wanted to start on a long one. He wanted to write a thesis to the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe he will have mercy on me. We, it's not time for thesis. The man has been eating inside out. His, his uh, flesh is falling apart. He most probably didn't have a nice visage to, to see him. His nose half gone. His eyes may be very, very badly torn apart. He didn't have anything to present himself to the Lord Jesus Christ. Except humbly, just look at me. Just look what happened to me. If you're willing. What strikes me in this leper is his boldness. He was frank. He came to the point. How many times we, we, we talk to people and say, I am not happy in my life. Young lady, young man. I really am not. Do you, do you know that the numbers of suicide are doubling nowadays? And many people you read about, and I've been reading about them lately a lot, out of nothing. I've heard about a man who just committed suicide in a big firm and just gone to meet, to be in eternity without Jesus Christ. Young men, young women, why? Because they cannot find any answer in the world today. The answer is not with psychiatrists, rehab. The answer are not with the doctors, with the hospitals. You know, you can send someone to a hospital when you know what's the problem with him or her. This man, you couldn't send him to a hospital. 
because they have no cure for leprosy. So is the sinner. No one can cure a sinner. The priests of old, during the days, from the days of Moses until now, they used to come, what, every day, go to the, to the Holy of Holies and offer sacrifices first for the priest. Because the priest is like you and me. The priest cannot heal, cannot cleanse, cannot forgive sins. And they will pray, they offer sacrifices, and these sacrifices, it says in Hebrews, they do nothing for the sinner. Until Jesus came with his sacrifice, with his blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary, blotted away all our sins and set us free to live forever and ever. There is no answer today in hospitals. They admit people, so because what? Alcoholics. No one can relieve you truly and heal you from alcoholism is except the Lord Jesus Christ. They try, they try. I dealt with them while working in my life in the business field. And they go back. And they go back. Only Jesus Christ can give you the victory over sin. Because sin, no one can heal. And this man realized, I am, I go back now. I'm going to go back. Where are you going? I'm going to go back to the colony. This is where all sit down, awaiting our final destiny, death. Why? Because why? What's, ask anybody without Christ. Said, what are you looking after death? I don't know. They look at death as, as if it is the end. But for the Christian, death is only a beginning of a new life. And this is what I'm presenting to you today. This man, he was not, he didn't have on his mind anymore the colony. I am here before someone who is greater than my colony, who is greater than my, my disease, who is greater than anything else. This is why, if you are willing, you can close me. And if you are in such a situation this afternoon, and if you don't have an answer to your problems, Whatever you do, the job is not satisfactory. Life is not satisfactory. You failed in love. You failed in marriage. Isn't that our society nowadays? Correct me if I'm wrong. You failed in business. You failed in many things. And this is why we said, I said, we see many suicides. But there's someone who can stop the failure, put an end to it, and give you a victorious life. Jesus Christ is his name. He knew exactly what he most needed, and he did not hesitate. I invite you today. I invite you with all the love of Jesus Christ is to know what you need. Jesus is opening your heart at this very morning, morning and this afternoon. 
What do you need? What do you need? Don't think of mom, don't think of dad, don't think of the job now, don't think where you're going after, after uh, the meeting to have a good lunch somewhere. Don't think of that. What is it that you need at this moment? What is it that you need in your life? And he just did not hesitate. How about you and me? Could we approach Jesus with the same decisiveness and make our specific request to him? Lord, if you are willing, we know he's, he's willing. And nothing is hard for Jesus to do. He's faced so many situations. He's faced barren women. He's faced storms. He faced, he faced all these, the blind people. He faced deaths. And in each and every situation, he was victorious. Jesus is willing and he is there waiting for you to humble yourself before him. I say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Cleanse me. Make me clean. This reminds me of the father in the same uh, gospel in chapter 9. The father who came to Jesus Christ, he said, if you can, if you can, instead of you will. There's a problem when you come, when we come to the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. When we come to the creator who created you and me out of dirt and ask him if you can, how would you feel? And the children of Israel of all in the Old Testament, they were crying, okay, we want to eat, we want meat, we miss Egypt, and so on and so Okay, and then Moses promised them that the Lord will take care of them. You know what they said? Can he spread a table in the wilderness? We are two million people. Can he spread a big table so we can sit down and have meat in the wilderness? You know what happened? Yes, he spread the table. He rained meat on them. And when God, when God starts raining, get out of the way. And he rained for one month. Not one day. No, it wasn't a fluke. It was on a daily steady basis. And when you, when you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, it's not a matter whether he can change your life if he's willing. And you know what? He is willing. When the blind man came to him, Jesus knew he's a blind man. He came to him. He said, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus likes to hear our voices. He likes to hear your need. He likes you to state, okay, state your need. Give me what, why are you here? And so he said, Lord, my eyesight, go. What's your problem this afternoon? What's your need? This man was open. The blind man was open. When I came to him, I said, Lord Jesus, I need you to save my life. I didn't, 
I didn't have to analyze whether he can do it or not. When this man said, you can, if you can, if you can, he told him this, as if he told it is not whether I can do, but whether you can believe. This is why the man then cried, I believe, help my unbelief. And he healed him. Because no one came to Jesus with a little bit, little bit of faith. And Jesus sent him out empty-handed. This is not our Jesus. This is not our God. You're not here today by pure chance. You're here because Jesus is speaking to you and to me. And you have a need. And you know, many people, and many scholars said, leprosy is exactly like sin. Sin you cannot do anything with. Sin needs the blood of Jesus Christ. Doesn't need any, doesn't need a church. Nor the pastors or a man cannot forgive you your sins. You don't have to go to church and pay the money. You don't have to travel all the way to Bethlehem to be healed from your sin, to be cleansed from sin. You don't have to go to Rome. Man cannot do it. No one can do it. Only Jesus Christ and the blood. And you know what it says in, um, in uh, 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9? If we confess our sins, this is, we have to initiate it. The man, if we confess, he is what? Just and able to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He, did, he didn't say heal us because sin needs cleansing. And only the blood of Christ can cleanse you instantly, you and I. And you know, when Jesus touches a life, this life is immediately changed. Immediately changed. I've never read in the Bible that someone came to Jesus and he told him, this thing needs about two months rehab. <laughs> Go to Peter, he's... He's there living somewhere in Caesarea. Go to Peter and he will do rehab for two months for you. And then come back and see me. No. No. Everyone he came face to face with. With a need. And this person stated the need. Jesus said, go in peace. You're healed. You're cleansed. Even, even nature, whatever he was presented with, Jesus Christ was able to resolve. Is there, and the question, is there anything impossible for Christ? And what is your problem today? What is your dilemma, dilemma today? What 
is it that you need today? I give you Jesus. I don't have UC Med. I don't have all the, Kaiser, the, all the hospitals, Kaiser hospitals in the world, even John Reed Hospital, even if you go anywhere to the best hospital, they cannot take away your sin. The only one who can take your sin away is the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Simple and clear. This is why he came. This is why he met with this man. This is why he's meeting with you at this very moment. This is why he came and went to the cross of Calvary. Because he knew there is no, there is no cure for sin on this world. It needs me. No priest. No pastor. No church. Nothing can cure sin except the blood of Jesus Christ. Two things before I end up. Did the Lord touch him? Oh, you can't touch a leper. You cannot touch a leper. That was against the law. And also, you might contract the disease. Only Jesus Christ can touch the leper and heal the leper. And nothing will affect him. He wasn't contaminated by the leper. On the contrary, he gave purity to the leper's disease. Because there is always cleansing in the touch of Jesus Christ. There is always a blessing when Jesus touches you. And he didn't tell him, oh, stay, stay, stay about six feet away from me. I might... I might contract your disease. Like, us, okay, so when we have a call, it says, okay, don't hug me. Stay away from me. <laughs> Jesus will hug you, and he will give you purity, and he will heal you. That's what Jesus, this is the Jesus I am preaching about today. One thing also, he told him, you're, 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 you're cleansed. Go. Can you can you just stop and think with me? This man looked at his fingers. They started, they started being covered completely with new meat, new flesh. His nose is back there. His face took the face of a handsome guy. And you know what? When Jesus touches you, you become more beautiful. You become handsomer, young man. And your life is changed completely. And I'm speaking figuratively speaking. And then you start seeing some moral effects on your life. And suddenly you're a changed creation. And what does the Bible say? If anyone is in Christ, he was? is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, everything is a new flesh, is a new life, is a new heart. Is a new mind, new eyes. You start seeing the sun shining in a different way. When I first got saved, I got up next morning, I looked outside, I says, is that true? Am I seeing right? As if I had some new glasses on my face. Why? Because my heart was changed. And my attitude was changed. Then I can see clearly now what Jesus, what kind of life he has for me. And that's what he wants to do with you. He told him, 
Okay, please. He says, now, you go show yourself to the priest. Because that was the law. Okay, like, like we say, let the doctor decide if you are okay. Okay, he show, show yourself to the priest. Do you think this, <laughs> this, is, this is funny. Do you think this leper listened to Jesus on this one? Ooh. Uh, he did not. <laughs> he did not. He went and started telling the whole world, look at me, I was a leper, but now I am cleansed. It's Jesus, this, this rabbi, he didn't know what, what to call him. It's Jesus who cleansed my life. And, well, well how about the priest? I, I think Jesus was looking at him, I say, he was happy with his disobedience than with his obedience. <laughs> did, you, did you ever think of that? <laughs> I'm, I'm not, but Jesus was smiling at him and says, I tell him to go to the priest, he doesn't. Well, amen, let him go and preach it. Amen. He went to the priest later on. But you know, first, first he says, I have to tell everybody. And when Jesus touches your life, you cannot sit on it. Well, I am, I am a closet Christian. You can't be a closet Christian. You cannot shut your mouth, allow me to say that. You want to tell everybody what Jesus has done to you, for you, and with you. Another point, and we'll close. Do you think that this leper went back to the colony of lepers? Says, I have to go home and sleep there? No way. When God changes your life, you don't go back to your old life. There is no way you can go back to your colony. You will seek new friends. You will seek a new home. You will seek a new life. You want to start anew, and you want to live, and you want to tell the world what Jesus Christ has done in your life. Let the colony, oh, let others go and seek Jesus Christ. But as for me, I am now on a different way. God will give you a different goals, different goals completely than the goals that you've had before. And God will give you a different life than the life we had before. Instead of saying every morning, what's, the, what's, what's good in it? This is another disappointment. You can't wait for the morning because it's a new challenge and a new life and Jesus is the king of your life. Now, like this man, he made the decision. May I ask you, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your cleanser, if you will please, as your healer, as the one who can take your life and change it completely and give you in your life, let's bow our heads. Bow, bow our heads for prayers. And think about your life. Think about what God has given you. Think about these words. You never thought that you'll be in a church today hearing these words. This is the hand of God. Say, Lord Jesus, I've tried hospitals. I've tried doctors. I've tried, I've tried to change my life. I couldn't. I give you my life. Take me. Change me. Save me. Give me. A new, a new window, 
and the Lord will open the largest door for you to step out and live for him. Is there someone who wants me to pray for him this afternoon? If you want me to pray for you, if you want Jesus to come into your life and change it, just lift up your hand and I will pray for you. No one is looking. No one is looking, but only God is looking and he knows your heart. We say, Lord, I come to you like this leper. Cleanse me. Amen. Amen. Is there another one? Is there another one? Don't say I'm a good person. No one is good. Outside of Christ, no one is good. Is there another, any person, any other person? Before I end the meeting, one last call. You need Jesus Christ. Don't postpone it. Another person? Father, we thank you for allowing us to meditate on your word, which is a very sharp word. Help us, Lord, to realize that we're nothing without you. That you are the great healer and cleanser. You're the one who can change lives and give us eternal life. Bless this congregation. Dismiss us, we pray, and bless that person who lifted up her hand that you will change her life completely. Dismiss us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If there's someone who would like to talk to me, I'll be sitting here in the front seats. Come and talk to me. I'll be more than happy and pleased to talk to you while others go home having a nice afternoon. And God bless you all.